Hey there, beautiful soul. Welcome to the second episode of the Bright Living Podcast, a space where we learn to brighten our lives through great tools, insights, and conversations. I am so grateful for your presence here as we explore together how to live a more luminous life. It's getting real, isn't it? This podcast is actually happening. I hope you can feel my excitement to the other side of this microphone. What I'd like to do in today's podcast is share with you my story. How did I get here? What compels me to talk about healing and about bright living? I feel this is really important because I really want you to know me. I want to know where I'm coming from when I'm sharing some practice or some knowledge. Everything we're being taught or everything that is shared comes through someone's filter. So I think it's really important that you know mine. Also, my belief is that you can only talk about something when you've been to the other side of it. So if you see me happy and healthy today, it's because I've been in deep pain and I've managed to come to the other side of it. Yes, today I am in good shape, I'm in good health, and this is still sometimes surprising to me. And that's because I used to struggle with my health a lot, a lot. Ever since I was born, I struggled with my immune system. I was getting antibiotics when I was two months old or something like that. I used to be hospitalized all the time just for having a cold. As a kid, I felt that everything was wrong with me. I didn't feel physically capable. My anxiety was over the roof and I could feel my potential, but there was something there that was holding me back. I always felt that my health was somehow sensitive and that overall I was very sensitive. And the reason why I'm sharing all of this is not to get a reaction of sympathy from you, even though I myself feel a lot of compassion for what used to be in my life. But I'm sharing this because I needed to know where I've been and where I'm coming from. I didn't have a normal childhood where you just go and have an ice cream and go play in the snow. If I would play in the snow, the next day I would be sick. If I would have a soda or something cold, the next day I would go to the hospital because my throat was suffering. To get a fever was something ordinary for me. And when I was 19, I also discovered that I had asthma. One day, I saw my nails become black. And my lips were something between black and purple. So I went to the doctor and I mentioned that I also had a very hard time walking up the stairs or walking in general. After some tests, they concluded that I have asthma. And in that moment, I felt like my life was just not going to be the same again. I felt that I would always have in my identity this aspect of being sick. But something very deep down, felt that it must be something more. It must be something other than this. Life shouldn't be like this. Something else you should know is that I was never a sports person. I was deeply disconnected from my own body and from the material reality in general. I would really annoy my sister and others around me because I would lose things, forget things, be late, be completely out of reach from my own body, out of touch with it. 
I used to skip all sports class and was also a bit overweight. In all of this, something in me wanted so deeply to just heal and be well again. I felt that life must be about something else, about something more. I felt, I started to feel that if I just started to love life a bit more, life might just love me back. When I became an employee, I had a lot of anxiety and trouble concentrating. I remember all the moments when I would get a huge energy crash after lunch hour. My confidence was very low, which affected my communication. It affected standing up for, my, for myself. And I had made myself a target for bullying and for, let's just say, unethical behavior sometimes. But while experiencing all of this, I had this longing inside of me to find a different way of living. I felt that within me there was this potential that was just waiting for me to reach inside for it and grasp it and bringing out into the world. I wanted so badly to live a life that I would love, to be myself even though I didn't know at the time how that would look like. One day in the office, my colleagues asked me to practice yoga together. There were no proper conditions for that. We just had some mats and the hallway of the office, which didn't really have the greatest vibe and didn't smell the best, to be honest. <laughs> but we didn't need some perfect conditions to practice. Every morning at 9.30 in that hallway, the three of us would meet, with very few exceptions, and would practice our yoga. When we had to take vacation, we would meet on Skype and practice some more. It was not an option to miss our practice. Even after the first yoga session, I was blown away by what I felt. My body felt so much more free. I felt myself able to focus. I felt I didn't have that energy drop after lunch anymore. I felt so much more energized in a consistent way. So yoga became an addiction for me. I started to practice at home as well through some YouTube videos as we all start. And at the same time, I was exploring my inner world and my childhood wounding through meditation therapy, through regular therapy. And meditation was a challenge for me in the beginning, to be honest. I would fall asleep after five minutes, but it was worth trying and trying and keeping at it because in meditation, I felt such a peace that I had never felt before. I remember the first time that I got into meditation. And my boyfriend at the time, he was very fond of meditation. And you know how sometimes you can be a little bit annoyed by someone who's overly excited about something? And I was a bit skeptical, even though I was very spiritual at the core. But the way he presented meditation and the way he talked about it sounded like um, it was really off-putting for me. It sounded like a um, cure for everything. But one day I thought, okay, why not? Let's give it a try. Let's see what this guy is so excited about. <laughs> and I remember being together in a park in Bucharest and we sat down the stairs and I said, okay, guide me in a meditation now. So he guided me for 30 seconds one minute. And after maybe two minutes, 
I started to feel so loved. It was a love that I had never felt before. I felt that I had reached a space where I was okay already as I was. I felt I was being loved unconditionally by the universe, by God, however you resonate to call it. And I felt that I was in touch with some kind of truth. And after that first experience of meditation, of course, it became an addiction. <laughs> there wasn't a day where I wouldn't practice. In the morning, in the evening, whenever the time allowed. It was part of me. It had become part of me. And the best thing about it, and what I loved about it, is that I didn't feel I needed to subscribe to some specific technique or school. But I was allowing myself to explore in my own way. In time, I started to see that my body was changing. My physiognomy changed. People around me started to see the changes and they were asking me, what is it that you're doing? You walk around like you're floating. My face was showing how I was growing into a calmer person. I was being less tense, less stubborn, less impulsive. I would engage less, a lot less in conflicts. I would stay balanced when others wouldn't. And after a while, even my health changed a lot. I went for a checkup, for a regular checkup for my asthma. And the doctor told me that I don't need asthma medication anymore. In time, I reached out to more and more people who were curing asthma with yoga. And it felt unbelievable. It felt unreal that this is possible. In time, I started to share with others more and more, but was a bit shy around it. I never saw myself as a yoga teacher or as a teacher at all. I was just really passionate about what was happening with me. The first time that I shared some poses and meditation in a coherent class was with a friend in my living room. And she was so impressed and so touched by, by what she was experiencing. And she started to practice yoga also. I guess the bug is contagious. <laughs> I was passing on as I was learning and only when I was asked. And it so happened that I got asked quite a lot. In time, I realized that I had to do something. I had a full-time job and a full schedule in the evening with, with sessions, one-on-one -on -one yoga sessions or meditation therapy sessions. I realized that I had to dedicate more to this and see where it would take me. So I decided that I would do a very brave thing, something that before I would have never even considered. I would quit my job go to India and get trained as a yoga teacher. And this brought so much fear in me. First of all, I didn't know if I would have the money to cover the tuition from my NGO salary at the time. I didn't know how people would react. And I was honestly very afraid to lose my career that I thought was a very respectable one. And that people would start to judge me and consider this, me this yoga person who just didn't want to work anymore. I was afraid that I would lose my reputation. And you know what? <laughs> I feel like laughing when I remember this. Um, I feel like laughing when I remember these fears because the opposite was true. The exact opposite was true. As I let people know that I would quit my job, I had so much support 
so much support from friends, from mentors, from people that I never would have expected to support me. There was so, so, so much support there. As for my tuition, I covered the first deposit from the yoga school from a fundraising party that I did for my birthday. And that moment was like a statement that this will be my mission from now on. I will dedicate my energy and my life to this. And this is what I'm fundraising for. It was a cause that was my own, but bigger than me. It was a cause that people supported. And it was a very successful fundraising party that I managed to cover exactly how much I needed. And I went to India, which for me was a dream come true. The training was fantastic. And as I came back, I found myself a freelancer, a yoga teacher, vulnerable, but also with a new discovered power. I felt that my journey was just starting. And that's how travel came in. I felt that need to discover myself, to discover my own power. My whole life I had been told, you cannot do this. This is too dangerous. You're not strong enough for that. You're too sensitive. You're too fragile. In India, I had my last cold. I remember having a full pack of pills, just in case, because who know, who knew what I might got there. I might have gotten sick. And indeed, I got sick. I had a runny nose. I had a fever. And I decided that I will not use any of the pills. And this is not to say that I'm against using medication when you need it. But I was curious. Let's see what would happen if right now I would use other techniques that I know to get myself well. And what happened was that instead of spending two weeks for my cold to be gone, I was cured in three days. Of course, there was a lot of... um, ginger involved. There was a lot of hot pepper. There was a lot of yoga. And yoga seemed to help a very great deal. I remember waking up in the morning and saying to myself, you know what, I'm not going to go to the class today because I feel sick. And then I reminded myself that I didn't come all this way to just stay in my room. I'm going to go to the class. I'm going to show up. And my body would reward me. So actually in December 2017, I had my last cold. (laughs) I'm still a bit shocked about this, to be honest. That's when I realized that maybe my body is not as fragile as I thought. Maybe I am stronger. And travel came in to prove that. Solo travel can be scary for many people, but for me it was something necessary. I spent more days outside Romania, my home country, than in Romania. While I was traveling, I went to yoga retreats and covered them for a yoga magazine in San Francisco. I met lots of fabulous people all over the world. I met so many stories that were inspiring me and were showing me that a different way of living is actually possible. As I was traveling, I was teaching every chance that I got until the pandemic came. Then I knew that my mission would go mostly online. And I had to get over my fear of being filmed, photographed. I always thought that what I have to do is bigger than my fear or my ego. I somehow managed to get over my fear of being filmed or photographed. I started to hold live videos and then recorded sessions. 
I created courses first in Romanian and I was so surprised to see the openness and the eagerness that people have to learn. And my story goes on and it's being written right now. And as the story goes and as you're listening to me, I want to thank you dearly for being a part of it. As you are listening right now, you, my dear, are feeling my mission. Together, we're bringing more compassion to the world. I wouldn't have been able to do anything that I've done and to get to the point where I am right now if it weren't for my friends, for the mentors, for all the people mirroring the good in me, rewriting my story of not being good enough, not being accepted, not being valued. So thank you for listening to this and for mirroring back through your own energy, through your own insight, through your own inspiration. And the way you mirror back energizes me so much and just helps me put out more into the world. As the story continues, I still have so many layers to unravel to my true authentic self. But if there's something that I've learned is that we are not broken. There's nothing wrong with us that we need to heal and we need to get to a certain place to say that we're okay. We're always letting go of layers, of layers that we've put around our true authentic self. And just as Rumi says, as we walk on the path, the path reveals itself. This podcast feels like a dream and sometimes our dreams wait for the right time while something inside of us and outside of us is cooking. So my dear one, your story is cooking right now. And if you have something cooking, may you believe in it. May you nourish it. May you surround yourself with people who mirror the best in you so that you can see yourself clearly and then put your beautiful self out there. Thank you so much for being part of my story. Thank you so much for being part of the story that we're just about to write together. And don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes. I'd love to hear your thoughts in a comment, in an email, or however you feel. Sending you so much love. And until next time, be well.